Who's He podcast with me, Phil. And at the moment, it's just me, Phil. But don't fear, later on, Paul and Tony will be joining me uh, for part two of our audio commentary for this month. And, uh, of course, we're continuing with the Dalek Invasion of Earth, episodes four, five, and six. But first, a little bit of news. Now, as on last week's, we... Uh, we talked about The Great Detective, which was the little prologue for this year's Christmas special. And would you believe it, they've actually submitted ratings for that. Uh, for that, I can't believe it. I can't believe actually talking about this. Uh, yes, ratings for that little um, sort of two-minute prologue. Yes, now apparently it was watched by 6.3 million viewers. Uh, that was overnight um, unofficial viewing figures. Um, and then a bit later, I think it's about an hour later on, wasn't it, uh, for the Snowmen trailer, it got 8.6 million viewers, which outrated Coronation Street on ITV1, which is, um, yeah, I think a lot to do with that is the children in need factor, which gave that a bit of a boost. Um, I can't believe for one moment that a trailer and a prologue um, actually generates more viewers than an actual episode of Doctor Who. Uh, but there you go. Um, I just can't believe that's actually been reported, but uh, hooray, hooray. Now also, um, while we're on the subject of children in need, there were a few items that were actually auctioned off as well for the charity, uh, some Doctor Who related items. Um, now just to give you a little brief update on that, basically Matt Smith's handcast went for £700, uh, Matt Smith's autograph went for £297, uh, Pudsy Bear signed by David Tennant for £720 and a Pudsy Bear signed by John Barrowman went for £410. So that's not too bad. Um, I thought that would be worth a little bit more but uh, as we know times are tight and uh, there's not a lot of money to go around at the moment. So it's still a very, very respectable amount of money to uh, to generate for that a very, very worthwhile charity. Speaking of auctioning things off, Bottoms have released their catalogue for the next entertainment media auction. And of course, amongst all the items being auctioned off, there's a few bits of Doctor Who memorabilia. And not only that, there's some uh, Sarah Jane Adventure memorabilia and also some Torchwood memorabilia. Now just to give you a quick um, a quick taster of what's of what's available, um, we have start off with we actually have Sarah Jane's car. Um, from the Sarah Jane Adventures, that's actually a 1991 Nissan Figaro. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't know that was being auctioned off. It's estimated uh, to generate between £4,000 and £6,000. You also have um, Sarah Jane Smith's hero costume uh, from the Sarah Jane Adventures. Basically, what that means is what the um, sort of the stump person would use. Uh, that's estimated to go for between £500 and £600. Moving on from Sarah Jane Adventures onto Torchwood, Captain Jack Harkness's uh, RF greatcoat. Uh, that's expected to generate between £700 and £900. Now we move on to the Doctor Who memorabilia. Now, this one's quite, um, I would imagine, will be quite rare. It's the SV7 costume. Uh, now, if you, if you don't know what the SV7 costume is, that was one of the robots from the Robots of Death which was a Tom Baker 1977 story. Um, now, that is expected to go between £2,000 and £3,000. 
It's a lot of money. And look at the photograph. It doesn't look in too bad, Nick, to be honest, considering it's uh, well over 30 years old now. Um, there's also a Planet of the Spiders um, as a group of original scripts, um, which expect to go for £1,200 to £1,500. And the bit that really interests me, there's the TARDIS panel. Now, what it is, what it means by the TARDIS panel, it's the police telephone box sign from the door. Um, now, that's estimated to go for between £400 and £500. Now, this one's from the TARDIS prop from 1987. So, it does, it does again, it looks in very, very, uh, very, very good condition. Yes, now, if you want to bid for any of those items, the auction takes place at the Knightsbridge Auction Room on the 12th of December. So, if you're a bit, uh, if you're a bit flush, you've got a bit, a bit of cash on the hip, head just head on down there and pick up some, uh, some Who memorabilia. Now another event that's happening next month, and this time it's in Australia. Um, this is the Doctor Who Symphonic Spectacular. Now basically what that is, it's a, uh, a concert uh, at the Sydney Opera House, uh, which is performed by the Metropolitan Orchestra, conducted by Ben Foster, and it basically features music composed by Murray Gold. Now originally, um, sort of, there were only two uh, dates planned. Uh, for this concert, which was Saturday the 15th and Sunday the 16th of December. Uh, then two shows were added for Tuesday the 18th and Wednesday the 19th of December, but now um, an extra three performances have been slotted in. So you've got a matinee and an evening concert on Thursday the 20th of December, and a further evening one on Friday the 21st of December. So that's... Um, that's very good for you people in Australia. Um, now, basically, what it says here, it's a celebration of, Do of, of uh, Doctor Who music, and it's presented by Alex Kingston and Mark Williams with various monsters from the series that will uh, poise to overrun the concert venue too. So it pretty much sounds like the ones that were done at the uh, at the Royal Albert Hall, and uh, I hope next year for the 50th if they're going to do another one in, in the UK. Uh, because they were, unfortunately, never got to see one um, in person. But the televised versions that they showed on BBC Three and the little bits we've had on some of the DVD extras, it looks pretty damn good, actually. So I would love to love to think there will be one in the UK for the 50th next year. OK, now, oh, no, hang on a minute. Before I go any further, it's the long overdue return of Omega's Tech Corner. You pester me with trinkets! Now, obviously, with uh, Christmas on the way, there's bound to be various bits of tat that would, uh, that, you know, Omega would like to hang on his Christmas tree. And obviously, we I think we did report on this a, a long time ago, and it might have even been, I can't remember, it might have been last Christmas. Who knows? But, of course, don't forget, with your Christmas tree, you want some Christmas Doctor Who-themed things to hang on that on that tree don't you so don't forget you can get your Doctor Who TARDIS red and gold Daleks and canine Christmas tree decorations now they are available from the BBC shop now they're about to, to pre-order at the moment they're not available until the 1st of December and it's a, uh, a gift set basically this time um, each of them are five inches high so they're quite big sort of big uh, decorations to hang on but you can get these four gaudy baubles 
I never thought I'd ever say that on this podcast. You can get these four Goldie Baubles for the, the handsome price of £49.99p, which I think is pretty damn expensive, really, for four Christmas tree baubles, but they do sound rather um, rather big. It does say that each of them um, is hand-painted with intricate details. They've been hand-painted by skilled artisans. So don't forget, skilled artisans, all right? Now, the other little bit of um, tat... Now this is available um, on the from the twenty sixth of November, which is tomorrow. So there you go. It is a um, a Doctor Who augmented reality wall sticker, whatever the hell that is, um, and it's a large Dalek. Actually, before I tell you what the price is, let me, let me read the blurb that's on the uh, BBC website here. It says, "Bring your favourite monster to life in your bedroom." The world of Doctor Who comes alive in your room with this extra-large wall sticker of a Dalek, including two extra stickers of more monsters and the TARDIS. These amazing designs look pretty cool for a bedroom wall already, but point your smartphone or tablet at the image and you will see it literally come alive. Confront the Doctor's greatest adversary, the Dalek, in your own room. Peel off the pre-cut high-quality vinyl stickers and apply them to your wall. They will stick in seconds, wherever you want, to walls, windows, or any smooth surface. These stickers are removable, so you can peel off and compose a new scene time and time again. Wow. There's no sort of little video thing to see how they come alive with your smartphone or, or, um, or tablet, whatever it says here. But you can buy this set of stickers. Now, let's not forget here, they are stickers for... £79.99. Hmm. Okay. That is one hell of a lot of money, basically, isn't it? Um, yeah. So you can buy all these uh, these lovely things from the bbcshop.com. Okay. So that's the bbcshop.com. So that's it. That's it. That's it for the news this week. Um, let's crack on then with the audio commentary, because at the moment it's just me talking to myself, which I don't like doing. It's very, very strange. Okay then, so for another week then, that was the news. Okay, it's time for part two of our audio commentary for Doric Invasion of Earth, parts four, five and six this week. And join us once again is Paul. Hello. And Tony. Hi there. What are the two men doing here? Yes, we're back again. Tones on with fresh facts. I am indeed, yes. Eight more facts this week. Eight. eight. I, I think I don't know, eight last week, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> it just felt like it. Yeah, yeah it just... It, oh, God, it felt like eight. Oh, God. Yes. Um, and uh, you've done your research this week, then, have you? Yes. Good. Uh, yes. Oh, I eagerly anticipate it. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> anyway, let's move on. Okay, then, folks. i got your DVDs at the ready. Good. Because we're going to press play on episode four in five, four, three, two, one, and play. If there's anyone out there that's actually you know, got a video and they press play on their video, or, you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, no, we're not going to. Not disputing that. Yeah. No, no, no. They're discriminating. They could watch it online like you were. Um, yes, that's true. True. There you are. Right, Those it, people that are DVD challenged. Right, I've got a topic of what well, the fact that this uh, pertains to this uh, episode, actually. Uh, what, uh, you know. Do you have to wait until the person arrives on, on set? No, no, or? no, 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 because that person won't arrive on set. 
And this is the fact about the reason what? why. They no. died in the last episode? It's Hartnell. It's not in this. No. Apart from there. Apart from there. <laughs> Apart from the very beginning. All right then. But he's not. He's not <coughs> has oh. to wait until he leaves. Damnation. Yeah. This is the end of the last episode. Oh, there's Evan it. Warwick. Right. Anyway. That's his standing. Ah, in that case, I can say it now. Yes. Right. Hartnell was a grandmaster on the pedal clavicord and refused <laughs> to take part in the filming of episode four when the crew complained of his con- constant rendition of tire yellow ribbon in between takes. <laughs> See, that's why. That's why he didn't do episode four. He had the ump. Which probably wasn't recorded for another ten years. No, that's an old song. Is it? Yeah. It's based on an old song. Who by? Um. <laughs> <laughs> ah, them. <laughs> Has it been around since the dawn of time? Yay! <laughs> oh, God. Yes. Will you stop referencing music the kids seem to like? <laughs> I just have to keep my finger on the pulse. <laughs> Why is David whittling on that bomb? I was going to say, he's had one of the Tardis curries as well. Hot <laughs> piss. Oh dear. I don't know why I found that so funny. (coughs) (laughs) After after getting his wedding tackle out in front of Susan, he now realises it's made out of polystyrene. Good, just smashed it open. I suppose Wendy Miller would appear. (laughs) (laughs) Wendy Miller, Wendy Wendy Miller. Make love. <laughs> I'm not doing it in front of him. He <laughs> <laughs> still have to leave the old man. He ain't done his flies up yet. <laughs> uh, phallic symbols there. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I think the listeners can tell already that um, sort of part two of our commentary is a little bit racier. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Oh, it's saucy. It's, it's the podcast after dark. <laughs> Can you see oh. it from here? What museum is this they're in? Transport Museum. Oh. Uh, I went there years ago, the London Transport Museum. Yeah. God, I went there, what was that, 13? Many, many, many They've moons got the ago, very right? first uh, London Underground train there, which was steam. Oh. Imagine the smell and the... And sm- pulled by horses as well, as I recall. Mm. Horse-drawn. <laughs> Horse-drawn underground trains, yes. Was that with um, with the horse-drawn zeppelins as well? Did the earth move for you? <laughs> Advertising again. <laughs> <coughs> 
Look. There's on film. Oh, yes. And we're on the pool. At... Yep, we're going on the pool now, aren't we? Lady. Oh, please, no more puns like that. <laughs> that's terrible. That's awful. Obviously, no I horses. I have got the hang of this tug of war, have I? <laughs> <laughs> well, they look suitably ragged, don't they? Oh, yes, yes. And uh, oppressed and... Yeah, and, and ragged. And ragged. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's sexist. Only the men are shirtless. Uh, damn. <coughs> What's he seeing? A crow? <laughs> <laughs> and then stop footage of a mine in South Africa. <laughs> Some that nearby there nearby they was filming Get Carter. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That scene. This is stock footage of a morning in South Africa. <laughs> How did they see that? <laughs> X-ray eyes. Obviously. He was pointing up at the mining underground. <laughs> yes. So they're in the mine, are they? Oh, God. Yeah. Did you know? It's Nicholas Smith. <laughs> Here he is. Oh, let's do that fact. <laughs> 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 Actually, I've got, I've got uh, no. Let's, let's do, do that fact now. Yeah. Did you know that you're Jug- Nicholas Smith? Oh, you got a fact yes. about Nicholas Smith? Oh yeah. Oh yes. Oh, j- jugged uh, actor. <laughs> Nicholas Smith. That's his fact. He's a jugged actor. <laughs> That's it. Jug- Tongue goes straight for the jugular, <laughs> doesn't he? A- a actor to Nicholas. <laughs> <Hey>! <laughs> Nicholas Smith's talents were noted by the Doctor Who futuristic science advisor Jeremy Croft, who, visual- <laughs> who visualised him in a managerial role in his new sitcom he was writing. Uh, uh, oh dear. Well, you didn't mention in that tone. This was his first television role. Uh, it certainly was, yes. Yes. If I leave the third fact to the end, right? Now, the third um, fact? Well, about no, Nicholas Smith? No, no, no. It's about the mine itself. But, I'll, I'll, but I can still use that at the end, can I? Well... Yeah, I mean, the yeah, mind's still could, part suppose, of the story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, See, I think the extras for this were done in 2003, weren't they? Yeah. There's an interview with him, obviously done then. Yeah. He's talking about being in this and whatever. And he was saying, oh, of course, if they ever do bring it back, he was going, I'll be about the right age to play the Doctor. <laughs> All time had moved on there, hadn't it? <laughs> oh, dream on, mate. <laughs> What's he done since then? So it's that right. man's gone from London to Bedford. Oh, yeah. He moves quickly. Was he on the ship? Because he seems to be everywhere. He was planting the bomb a minute ago in London. <laughs> Get knotted. Away with you. Oh, 
Imagine got an all-R accent here. Oh, yeah, because it's in the countryside, isn't it? No, Bef- but... Bedford's in the countryside. So obviously, back in the 60s, oh, everyone right, right. spoke like that then, didn't they? <laughs> right. Oh, sorry, London. Spoke like that. He was supposed to be a farmer. Is he really? Ah, what, in Bedford? I see. Oh, the rustling of papers. <laughs> I just think what I'm going to do next with him. What? Mm. You've just done a fact, don't don't No 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 I'm not racing to ahead with the facts, I've just seen what I've done already. <laughs> oh, so yeah. <clears throat> why don't you Can watch you this? Have you done that in the week? Yeah. Oh, you yeah. should be watching this. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> I'm Let's talk about Nicholas Smith. He was also in The Saint, The Avengers, oh, yeah. The Champions, and Ace of Wands. Ah, yeah. As we say, he was an actor in the sixties. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and then basically, happened. I think you just the oh, you being served, and that Ace was it. Of ones, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have another reference for the kids' music. <laughs> yeah. It's out there somewhere. Actually, it's one. I think it's one of those urban myths that Steve Hackett wrote the theme tunes at Ace of Ones. It's he didn't. It was just a. It was just the name of the track he wrote years after the myth. TV show came out. Oh, I didn't know that. Was a, well, there you go. Again, the music that the kids seem to like. That's what I was thinking. Oh, will you stop whinging? Yeah, she is, isn't she? Cook something. God's sake. <laughs> God's sake. So there was talk, wasn't it, that she was going to replace Susan? Oh, did she what? annoy everyone? Mrs. Bryars? <clears throat> yes. Um, The Borough of Falling. Mm-hmm. Oh, they just knocked off the Ealing bit, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they over the the Borough of Falling. <laughs> I'm not dead. <laughs> Bob has got to run over his still twitching corpse. I'm going to take him to the deck. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to pull himself a ball. <laughs> no, that's just David's musky odour. It's the pheromones. <laughs> of course, this is the episode with the Alligators. Ah, oh, yes, yes, that's right. And crocodiles were them. Salute them. Yes. Well, why not? Yeah, <laughs> they can climb around and climb you know, steps and things. Yeah. Very slowly, I'll grant you, but... Yeah. Who's that of a useless villain? One of the Pertwee stories where he's riding around on his quad bike or whatever. What were they again? Daleks. They're really slow. In it. No, it wasn't Daleks. <laughs> it wasn't Daleks. It was something else. Wasn't it? Ogrons. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> useless, weren't they? Yep. I think they should bring them back, actually, the Ogrons. 
Mm. Would have made more sense than pigmen, wouldn't it? Size of the steering wheel on that thing. <laughs> Something else. She was really only three foot four. <laughs> <laughs> That's always X standing on a box. <laughs> <laughs> and that's her driving. So good, she said it twice. <laughs> Ribbles? Don't you mean rebels, mate? It's rebels. <laughs> rebels. They turn around or they, or they uh, disappear like treats. I don't like the coffee <laughs> ones. <laughs> No, treats were... You still get Rebels. Like you can't get treats anymore. Oh, no, no, no. Well, like didn't treats are supposed to become peanut M&Ms, didn't they, really? Oh, yeah. yeah, I think you might... Yeah. yeah. Well, I like toffee ones, yeah. The, 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 the light Ooh, blue. yeah. The light blue Yeah, they were nice. Treats, yeah. And another thing that should come back, and I, I think there might even be a Facebook group out there somewhere. Go on. Right, was it Texan Bar? Yeah. And, um, of course, the other old favourite was um, Fry's Five Centres. Oh yeah, beautiful stuff. Right. Strawberry, what had orange and lemon. Mmm. Pineapple as well, going. No, it's like the uh, that's blow model up. Actually, quite a good model actually. That's that's definitely not a good model. <sighs> no, uh, I was going to say the chocolate toffos. Oh, hang on. They don't even do the, the different flavour toffos anymore, do they? Right. They don't do toffos anymore, do they? Right. Because they, they're the boring, ordinary toffee ones. That was it. So this is a Doctor Who commentary. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. We're just generally chatting about Generally chatting about sweets. <laughs> yeah. No, it was strawberry, chocolate and banana flavour toffos. Yeah, That's right, yep. Yeah. That was a full flavour, I'm sure. They were. Oh, they used to do the ordinary one in there as well, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. The toffee flavour. <laughs> <laughs> didn't taste of nothing, did it? <laughs> you did say strawberry, didn't you? There's a strawberry. Yes, yes. There. Strawberry, chocolate, banana. I can still taste them now. And mint toffos as well. Oh, let's go off sub. Let's go back to subjects again. You're making it up now. There was mint toffos. It's one of his facts. <laughs> facts. He's even got facts about sweets. Now. Yes. That's why my teeth are so fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And now on the Who's He podcast... Confectionery corner. <laughs> oh, I've only it's done a fact one, coming. I've only done one fact so far. Go on then. Yeah, because it's boring the romantic bits with these two. Oh, right, okay then. Right, <laughs> the 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 mind. Oh, typical boy's attitude. It's <laughs> another fact. But girls, there we go. The, the mine used in this in this story was created. By the systematic destruction of the Crackhouse Council estate in Stone Kent, forcing out all the tenants who then became feral and foraged in the hills for morsels of food. <laughs> to this day. Uh, to this day. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Oh dear, the cough. The cough still hasn't gone off for a week. I was like the fact they wandered onto the set of Hancock's Half Hour there. <laughs> oh yeah. It was East, Ch- East Cheam. East Cheam. Yeah. Railway Canes. He's still asleep. Ah, there it is. Here we are, the Slither. <laughs> now, have you seen the make the making of documentary? Because inside the Slither is the campest actor yes. Yes. you were ever likely to see. Mr. Evans. Yes. Talks about being interviewed by the Daily Mail, doesn't he, afterwards? That's right, he does. Because I don't want you anymore. (laughs) (coughs) Nearly a line fluff there, I think. Is that Ashton? Where's Gardner and Dyke? Oh dear, big cough. Oh, oh that's, that's an obscure reference there. Sorry about that. We, didn't, oh, that... we couldn't hear over Paul's oh, no, uh, synchronised coughing. I said, that, that, that's Ashton, isn't it? Yeah. Where's Gardner and Dyke? No, what? It's, a, it's, it's old, in the 60s, there's some, some band or in the... Uh... Yeah, okay. Another reference. <laughs> it does, it does exist. Keep trouble trouble telling you, Tom, will you stop referencing popular culture? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, I love my obscure bands. Old Jug Ears is back. <laughs> He's raided the Elizabeth Duke counter Friends at Argos. Of the mine. <laughs> Obviously. Just a rumble. So masterful, isn't he? <laughs> Do you know what, son? I'm actually proud of you that you've resisted doing a Mrs. Slocum pussy joke. Oh, that's beneath me, damn it. Good. God, yeah. Oh. The other thing in the, the interview with Nicholas Swift, he goes, oh, I had this sliver thing, he goes, but they never explained what it was, and he actually says it there. <laughs> <laughs> It's old age, mate. No, I'm sure he said it. It's <laughs> <laughs> old age, mate. Is he the only surviving member of Are You Being Served Now? Or is there someone else still alive? Oh, uh, oh no, he's still alive. The Captain Peacock's still around. Yeah, he? Frank Thornton's still alive. Oh, yeah. There's only two of them left then, isn't there? Hmm. Yeah. Unless you count um, the one who uh, replaced... Um, oh, he's a singer as well, Berry. Um, Mike Berry's still Mike, alive. Mike yeah, I don't know if the original Mister <coughs> Spooner, Mister Spooner, Mr. Spooner. That's it. yeah, I don't know if the bloke before Arthur English is still alive. That Mister Mister Nash. Oh, I remember him. Yeah, wasn't yeah. Uh, who was Arthur English's character? Oh, 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 crikey! 
going to have to Google this now. Sorry, folks. It's now the Are oh, You Being Served podcast. podcast. Just talk amongst yourselves. While <laughs> I, uh... Not really quite sure what the danger there is. I mean, that. Well, no, no. A miniature but... crocodile. In the sense that. Why she just couldn't put her feet back onto the ladder and climb up? Like that? Yeah. So she's climbing down. Dramatic tension, that's what it is. Right. Mr. Harmon. Harmon, that's right. it. There we go. But apparently also played a character called Mr. Beverly as well. Remember him? Yeah. Don't know. yeah. Oh, good. We're back with Mr. Ashton again. Oh, my God. It's interesting. Actually, even Mr. 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 Nat... So it's actually Mr. Mash. He's dead as well. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh. Dolly 1994, so... The thing I don't understand about this is the Daleks let them keep their jewellery when they put them into the camps. Oh. People were rushing to grab their jewelry. I don't know. Oh, that's true. Yeah. He's got, then he's then he's saying about you can. There's all these villages where there's no where they've been cleared of people. Then surely there'd be jewelry and everything there. Maybe they mined it. Who's who's he selling the jewelry <laughs> to? <coughs> that's true. <laughs> oh dear, it's it, it. Oh dear. Of course, that part was played by Philip Maddock in the film, wasn't it? What <coughs> ah. mm. sliver? No, Ashton. <laughs> oh, I'd love yeah. oh, loved it if it was, yeah. <laughs> oh dear, what were what were they two getting away from a camp actor in a, in a load of foam rubber? <laughs> oh, Tone, see us out with a fact, will you? Oh, bro, I've got a few left. Have you got enough to see next two episodes? Um, yes, yes, I have. Good, right. Okay, a whole case, week to get these ready, you know. Oh, William Hartnell believed in the existence of the Chidipi, a cult of vampire prostitutes <laughs> who entered the house of their victims in the dead of night, sucking the blood from their toes while they slept. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you know, I actually breathed a sigh of relief when he said toes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fact. <laughs> Okay, folks, we'll be back in episode five. An insignificant specimen that is not worth invading. Absolutely useless. Right, let's delve straight into episode five then. We're going to press play in five, four, three, two, one, and play. Are you going to start no, no, with the fact? No, you're going to save it? I'm going to open it. I don't mind. I'm going to... Well, we've got five left, so we're going to. I don't know if we'll do three this episode and two and the two next for the one. next one. Ooh, yeah. okay then. Yeah, so, stop. so let's kick off with we do three with this one. Do, All right, go. Well, on. Here we go. Production was halted after William Russell accidentally stepped on the rare and hard to pronounce species of frog, uh, Alplastodiscus leucopigius, and after, after brutal questioning by the amphibian special branch, production was able to uh, continue. 
Oh, really? No, no, I got in serious trouble for it, you know. Yeah, this was a short one. That looks even worse in the light, doesn't it? Oh, well, that fact looks even worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that and the cold slither. light of day, that fact looks terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. That's my truest fact as well. Oh. Unappreciative audience. The thing is, the bloke in that slither suit, you could tell he was giving it his all, wasn't he? You could tell. We can overcome, subdue. I like the best bit is the oh. person from the Daily Mail asked him if he could draw it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, he did, didn't he? That's it. He's upset because his pet's dead. Oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, no work party until Christmas, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> So people used to say the Daleks were hard, but now he's having parties for them. <laughs> and then get concerned if they weren't having a good time, look. <laughs> oh, i got to love them. Uh, cuddly Daleks. <laughs> Dalek disco. <laughs> 2000. Oh, he's back. Oh, he's back. <laughs> back for episode five. <coughs> he's back and he's moaning. But the doctor's farted again. Hello. Hurry <laughs> <laughs> down there. It's a good job they can't get down in the service, isn't it? Isn't it? That dough talks a lot of crap. Easily subdued. Oh, here we go. David's also <laughs> a coward. So what they're saying here, they couldn't show and be shot. Because at both times, the, 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 the actually tried to shoot the gun there, or shoot the robo man. Yeah. It might be he's, good... he's, his gun didn't go off, the other one's, his gun was knocked Not out of his hand. Talking but they were showing someone yeah. being stabbed. Hmm. Oh. And being hit over the head with a stick. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, man. Just talking about these fighting scenes, I might as well get this fact out of the way, because it actually does pertain to this, this scene. Right. So I'm like, yes. Um, did you know that, oh, no, there um, we go. A young, he does shoot him. A young Bruce Lee choreographed the fight scenes. <laughs> yeah, he did, yes. And uh, for the cast and crew's enjoyment, he threw Roman-style fighting tournaments in between scenes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely true. Roman-style? Roman-style, you know, tournaments and... Not like Shaolin-style? Oh, no, 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 he wasn't into that. Bruce Lee? <laughs> yes, I know, yeah. Bruce Lee wasn't into Shaolin-style tournaments? Is, it, isn't <laughs> is that he, what you're saying? I'm Tom? sorry, but isn't he allowed to do Roman style tournaments? Isn't no, he, he is, well, and that's what on. he did by oh, Joe. in Rome. <laughs> oh God! Right, and that's what he did. Chariot racing thing, aren't they? Yeah, all <laughs> gladiator battles. You know, yeah. God, 
Oh, okay. See, that's what that was in front of the spaceship. It wasn't a generator thing. It was, it was a chariot. A chariot left <laughs> Bruce Lee <laughs> left behind. <laughs> yes. Want to know what that was? Listen to last week's podcast. Ah, oh, yes, I see her. You see her in Les Miserables. Yeah. I'll tell you what, that, that line was better when Kate Bush rewrote it as the Hounds of Love. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she has got teeth missing as well. Fantastic. The wise woman. <laughs> Look, clothes. <laughs> This is my favourite bit, actually. <laughs> I mean, my child. <laughs> oh, God. Does she have a house made of sweets at one stage? <laughs> oh, she burned an oven. Child. <laughs> Let me in your bag, child. There's the tin opener. Oh, there it is. What is this shiny thing? <laughs> Pineapple chunks. <laughs> We've got two tins now. We could make up a mic telephone system. <laughs> Child. Don't trust her. She's an old hag. She wanted the Dalek hotline. I think we can trust this woman. Yeah. What? You're supposed to understand that? What about the dogs in the woods? Yeah, uh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Barbara thought so as well. It's all right. She's not up to anything. Uh, it's all legit and perfectly above <laughs> board. That's right. Be a love. They're doing Shakespeare now. <laughs> God, yes. oh. All right then. <laughs> so Ian kills him. <laughs> it's what he wants. <laughs> Camera. Action. <laughs> <laughs> He's do a perfect dive. Yeah. <laughs> ah, my ankle. <laughs> oh, you're such a wuss. He's done his knee. Give us a fact on this. This bit's a little oh, bit, bit weak, it. isn't yes. it? Okay. Uh, William Hartnell was deported from Cape Town, South Africa in 1962 after calling the Minister of the Interior wizard. The Witchcraft Suppression Act of 1957 made such utterances illegal. Well, 
Do you know what? Around about that time, I could imagine William Hunt would be welcomed with open arms into South Africa. Africa. Yeah. <laughs> oh, was he that way inclined, was he? Yes. Yeah. Big old racist. Oh, I didn't know that. Quizzling. Yeah. <gasps> hey, he does say exterminated in this one. Is that the first utterance? Ever? I don't know. Someone maybe I'll confirm that. Hmm. I don't know. Was the first utterance in this story, anyway? So, Kashmir, back to last week. I got that wrong, folks. Orgasmic sugar, by the sounds of things. That's the thing, though, right? Yeah, she's had plenty of sugar anyway. It's all her teeth. I mean. All apart, and they rotten. This with that woman. Ugh. Hag. Hag. Sorry, yeah, hag. hag. Oh, it's the same tree trunks from episode one. They're just reusing the sets again. Oh, the cheapness of it. What did you say? Well, I said, don't go to Bedfordshire. <laughs> Darks right. are building a mine there. Fair enough. Where your knee pads, didn't you? Yeah, I did say that. Mind, the, <laughs> mind those carts when you jump out of them. They'll catch your knees, mate. Wise words. <laughs> oh, acting, acting, acting. Pathos, acting. <laughs> At least they've been given guns. Guns now, now yeah. <laughs> Let's mumble like the extras. Or <laughs> 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 <are> my years. <laughs> Actually, what I think Ian should have done there was actually killed him. Well, he didn't want to work, did he, down there? He'd rather, he'd rather he but, killed him. Yeah, there. so well, now he's just dead. He's just dead now, now, he's, now, now he's dragging him along to work. Look. Oh, it's Mr. Half Asleep, Roboman again. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Tone just loves the acting. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Ham sandwich. Oh, that's Phil. Oh. Are you playing Phil? He has <laughs> yeah. a name, Phil. Actually, now, now you say he's playing Phil, I can see why. He's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's very the, lifelike. Son <laughs> of the Perrier. Yes. Oh. Johnny, remember me? <laughs> yes, <all>. Angelo. <laughs> Down in Long the mountains <laughs> of Mexico. Aye. 
There's some great boss-eyed acting going on as well here, actually. <coughs> I won't worry, it's a Sten gun. It will jam. Ron? Who's Ron? <laughs> Mary? Ron and Mary? Is that the couple of next door to them or something? Press that, press that as their mother's name. <laughs> I've got a Joe and Ron. And <laughs> Mary. Parents, I meant to Mum's say. name was Ron. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a Joe and Mary next door to me. Yeah. <laughs> Susan's cooking. About time. <laughs> He's got something fishy for her. <laughs> Don't wave that in her face. Do you think they're going to boff around the campfire now? <laughs> oh, yes. It's on the cards. <laughs> That somehow involves the fish. <laughs> sort of Led Zeppelin moment. <laughs> Jimmy Page is lurking in the bushes. <laughs> I say. <laughs> A bit saucy for Doctor Who. Screwing your granddaughter. <laughs> <laughs> Having a good time. Like an open air barn loft thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 it looks like... yeah. She'd make you a good wife. <laughs> yeah. mm, my boy? Hmm? Some great grandchildren. <laughs> if you notice in this, since the doctor came back. That David's been rather sort of agitated, and his acting stars are rather agitated because he's actually he, he's all pent up from the interrupted scene beforehand. You see, yeah. gonna have to disappear in the bushes. And... <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Well, oh, I never end supply jewelry. Just like <laughs> yeah. the previous episode. <laughs> Yeah, David thought about eruptions <laughs> a minute ago, <laughs> didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's totally on his mind at the moment. <laughs> I sound like Max from Hot to Hot. This is my granddaughter. Some... She's gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> when the Daleks came here, it was <laughs> my day. <laughs> 
rid of it. I would say, boo, boo. <laughs> oh, somebody wanted to see David and Susan get it on. <laughs> boo, they'd come back to the cage boo. again. Oh. Robo porn. That's what they wanted. <laughs> Enter the washing machine. <laughs> oh, well, they rocks in there. I just like the way that's too heavy for her to pick up. Yeah. So she's now going to kindly help her put all the stuff back, back in, in there again. Again, <laughs> rather than just let her empty the little bit at a time. <laughs> I just wondered if they spoke quicker, then more work would get done faster. Because people would thought the, so. You know what I mean? Over a you know, period of time, in the long run, yeah. I must admit, I hadn't watched episodes five and six in preparation for uh, this week. For this week. Yeah. I can't remember if Nicholas Smith buys it or not. Um. He, he does. doesn't, does he? No. It's been a long time since I last watched this, so I can't remember. I'm tempted to say this. He does use his jewellery. He's got Oh, stop whining, Jenny. Sake. You can see why. I can was... cook. <laughs> <laughs> I can oh. do Dalek's favourite food. <laughs> you can see at this point where Jenny is being introduced as the as next a Susan, Susan replacement. Yeah. Not too close. He hasn't got his reading glasses on. That's, uh, <laughs> that's the horse racing results. <laughs> Why would I be interested in that? Must set my Sky Plus. That was, I didn't realise that was on a date o'clock. I can't tell from this if the lights are flashing, but it seems to have substituted that with the with the eye stalk moving up and down when they speak instead in this. There was some, weren't it, that had problems and, and they had to actually do other, some other yeah. way of signifying yeah, yeah. that was speaking. Yeah, you might be killed. Yeah, Black Dalek has to do it, because otherwise he can't read it, can he? So he wants to speak quiet. That was rather sexy, wasn't it? <laughs> just, just taken her. 
goes, Billy, uh, I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> Was, was that another involuntary noise from you there, Tony? Yeah, I was just penetration. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I'll tell you what, they've got neat writing, haven't they, with their plungers these times? Haven't they? <laughs> And actually, if everything else there is supposed to be cleverly done in Dalek language or whatever... Why is that in English? <laughs> Why didn't they bother to make that math yeah. in English? Yeah. All right, who's talking here? The thing is, after you t- you're concocting a sinister plan like this, should they all be going, ha, 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 What, like the... Uh, Evil laughter. Yeah. <laughs> no, the the ma- monsters, <laughs> the, ma- the smash advert. <laughs> <advert. laughs> That's what Tony's getting confused <laughs> with. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> but they should be, wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> Stand by for action. Wouldn't the Daleks already know this? <coughs> no, perhaps they've all been working on a need-to-know basis. Ah, now. possibly. And most of them have just thought I was on a little package holiday from school. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm there. Who's he? <laughs> he's, well, he's obviously one of the, the, the uneducated worker Daleks. <laughs> Is that the farmer Dalek? <laughs> it's like the zippy Dalek. <laughs> Well, we had George last week. Got a zippy this week. Dress the balance, you see. Oh. What was a submarine sound? I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> see, I, I think that's. That pre- I think I think that's pretty good model work for its day, actually. Hmm. Yeah. <gasps> that was episode five. It was indeed. You got fat to see us no, out with time. No, two no, none. I've got two. I've done three for the June this episode. Oh, no. Oh, I did, yes. Talk <laughs> us through the credits. Oh, yeah. uh, this didn't work last time. I'll go and read we'll Eleanor's brother. Anyway. Yeah, Peter Fraser. Bernard Kay. Peter Weekend. Badger. Oh, Peter Badger, Badger. Badger, yeah. He's uh, a good set he'd come from. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, Those two, that uh, hag uh, and, and uh, whatever, was it a daughter? Just called the woman Jen, in the yeah, woods. <laughs> didn't have character Diamond. names. Yeah, Peter, Peter Diamond. Diamond and Jewel there. You know what you're saying? Connection. There we go. Chargwin. What? <laughs> There was, there's a jewel, someone called Jewel in there, and a, and a oh. diamond. Jimmy Jewel? Yeah, a Jimmy Jewel. Jewel. <laughs> Bob Diamond. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh well, enough of that, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We'll see you in episode six. Yes, you need taking in hand.
Okay, folks, here we go with the sixth and final part of Dalek Invasion of Earth. So, here we go then. Going to press play in five, four, three, two, one, and play. <clears throat> He's reaching for him. He's reaching oh, for well, the facts. Yeah, yeah. He's reaching for open, him. Open, open. I've only got two for this episode. Right, um, you could save it. I could Do you want save, save it? it? I could save, yeah. save it. Then. Save I it. Save it. Save it. A bit, a bit later. Yeah, yeah. I keep forgetting the credits aren't that long. No. In these in the first <laughs> series, are they? Although we have seen this bit before. See, Richard Mark was doing interesting camera angles in the last in the last couple of episodes. There, it was sort of like the you know the Batman villains layered style angles. I hadn't noticed that little Dalek there. Either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do, I do like the model work there. There's <laughs> <laughs> no idea on tug of war, have I? Oh, we oh, we oh. Charlie and Chocolate Factory, was it? No, it was the Voz. Oh, I need something to do one of those. Yeah. Oh, Ian's on the poop shoot. <laughs> I didn't really need to see a buffalo shot of William <laughs> Russell there. Did you? Yes, and the team from West Riding are having a good <laughs> this year's winners in the county fair. <laughs> and now, the biggest turnip. <laughs> Later on, they'll be dancing around the maypole. <laughs> uh, my favourite bit. Who's he's ruined his suit? That's what happened, isn't it? Oh, cheap moss bros crap. Is this dancing around the maypole? <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> All right, then. Yeah, do as you're told. That's actually quite good. That I did. I thought it was quite clever. Do you sort of get the feeling that the the Dalek actors were actually speaking on set there? Because it it didn't sound like it was dubbed in afterwards, did it? Mm. Hmm. Right, let's do a. Uh... Let's do a fat. Yeah, it's a bit boring this bit. Well, isn't what, it? what do you call it? Ah, um, oh, Jacqueline Hall. Here we go. Right at the time of filming, Jacqueline Hall owned an aquarium where she bred bearded sea cucumbers and big claw snapping shrimps. <laughs> Very keen. So the thing is, though, Tom, your facts have got worse. <laughs> <laughs> They've got worse. They have. <laughs> 
Because it's true. <laughs> it's a real one. So I think what the listeners were expecting was, was more of the uh, facts of the Hartnell variety. Oh, yeah, I know that. Yeah, and, yeah. and you've disappointed everybody. I'm really sorry. <laughs> yeah, you disappointed everybody yourself. I warn you now. Yeah. The, the last fact is you've about, the, is you've about let, one of the uh, dining actors. You've let us down. <laughs> you've let the listeners down. <laughs> and worst of all, you let yourself down. <laughs> oh, Stand in the corner. Yeah, but it's hard to find some facts out there. You know, I really have trawled and done my best. You know, you know Well, your best isn't good enough, then, is it? I oh, know. <laughs> oh. Well, you're going to absolutely hate my last fact then. <laughs> <laughs> you are. Oh, dear. Well, I can't be bothered to tell you. So this is where they bring back the fact that Barbara was a history teacher. Yeah. So she starts bringing historical facts to confuse the Daleks. One of those Daleks needs oil in there. There's squeaking going on there. Yeah, that you could you could tell that's uh, David Graham. That's almost like Parker the Dalek there, wasn't it? <laughs> Come here, me lady. <laughs> now they have to hold their <laughs> those metallic holders on there, whatever they're called. The thing is, they can still cook like that. <laughs> <laughs> Before it falls over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you had to crawl over Susan, didn't you, David? Yeah, filthy beast. Oh, line fluff. <laughs> hey. And the next scene, you see David and Susan picking daisies. What was it the doctor told us not to do again? (laughs) (laughs) What is that exactly? It's a large cook. (laughs) Ah, yes. It's those sticks or a again. large. It's yeah. those same sticks. <laughs> it's the sticks again. Get around, didn't they? Yeah. It's actually those that have invaded the earth. <laughs> the Daleks are just their puppets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be brilliant if that were true. <laughs> 
I am getting giddy. <laughs> Coming ready or not. <laughs> <coughs> a big blindfold around him. <laughs> when the music stops, find a chair to sit on. <laughs> Find a human to exterminate. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and we'll push open the large mushroom again. That needs oiling as well. Yeah. yeah. And immediately, immediately, those logs take him prisoner. I've <laughs> <laughs> got him already. <laughs> Don't molest them. <laughs> it's terrible when you're struggling with a log. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's trying to shift a particularly difficult log there. <laughs> Down the hatch. He's just going to flush it. <laughs> oh, oh, satisfaction. Oh, 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 yes. <laughs> Guaranteed. Oh, they're trying again. Hmm. Trapped by his logs. <laughs> uh, you see, the, he used the logs against themselves, you see. Because <laughs> yeah. they are the true masters of Earth, obviously. Clever, clever. It's actually quite good that you made everyone realise that in the last episode. Sorry. Yeah. Clever writing that by Terry Nation. You all need oiling. And surely that one yeah, saw it. Sure well. <laughs> I figured that earlier when I was watching it. <laughs> little cheeky sideways glance as you walk through. <laughs> I can't hold this on any longer. <laughs> Have you cooked anything? <laughs> Quick, kick you some roast. <laughs> Are you hiding a quiche in that hair? <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, there we go. Fluff. Could tune into the next episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> <coughs> oh, <dear. laughs> he said ring.
Well, that's all we're doing. Yes. Hmm. That's more like a Dalek voice, I remember. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The way he stands there, sort of, I dare you. It's obviously he's on being attacked by a machine pose, aren't he? He does it in the war, war machines, machines yeah. Well. Oh, look, a snowflake. Oh. Oh, and here is one of the worst bits going. <laughs> right, we're now doing the rest of the commentary using that. <laughs> Acting. Quick to Grace Brothers. Sail <laughs> now on. There's a sail on a character running in. I'm free. <laughs> At the end of this scene, this old bloke walks on. You've all done very, very well. well. <laughs> <laughs> William Hartnell could do that. <laughs> no, he'd mess it up. <laughs> done very um, um, uh, yes. You've all well done. done. Very well, Alan. <laughs> Ah, bring a Dalek with you, Dave. <laughs> we'll just drop down dead here. Yes, those Dalek casings that are invincible to bombs have now fallen. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear, they weren't bombs; they were Christmas baubles. We previously established that. <laughs> I was trying to do. I wasn't trying to destroy. I was trying to melt their their icy hearts, weren't they? <laughs> I bring them the warmth of Christmas. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's nice. Some Christmas cheer to the Daleks' lives. Oh, that's all they need is a bit of love. That's all they need. That's all they needed. <laughs> Hot love. <laughs> oh dear. In the Peter Cushing film, the Daleks were sucked down into the Earth's core by the by the magnetic forces, which actually made more sense. It did actually, yeah. So the effect of an atomic bomb. Yeah, it was all right sitting on the edge where all the pictures showed edges of craters falling in. Yeah. And the earth falling into the sea. But they're sitting right on the edge of the crater where the explosions happen. That they're and that as well, which is taken about 20 miles away. And they've all been completely irradiated. And, and they're all grown massive ears, except for him. See, Mr. Rumble did survive. There we go. Yeah. Well, he's got to, hasn't he? He's got to go and manage Grace Brothers oh, now. Oh, yeah, that's true, true. 
Oh, well, he's broke he's wind again. He's done another one. <laughs> He's only had fish. <laughs> oh, that's a loud one. <laughs> it counts as something you can't stand the smell of your own farts. <laughs> I was a bloody manager, I was. Now I'm carrying planks of wood. <laughs> I've conquered the logs, that's why. They've <laughs> <laughs> now put them into planks. <laughs> They've shown them. <laughs> oh, New Year's Eve. Oh. <laughs> oh, that does warm the cockles of your heart, the old Big Ben chimed, doesn't it? <sighs> Stop rubbing yourself, Tom. excited. <laughs> <laughs> It's the 1960s. Women aren't allowed to think. <laughs> I fluff my lines. <laughs> oh, the ankle's hurting again. How convenient. They walked all the way. From Bedfordshire? He's going to put a slice of beef in the bottom of it, like Stan Laurel. <laughs> Which is like, fair enough, I can understand they might do it. But why did Wells, who's a farmer from West Country, walk all the way to London with them to help them clear the tartars? Well, that's true. Because <laughs> <laughs> Grace Brothers is in London, that's, that's why. Uh, my, my lines are in the ship. Goodbye. What if he did actually have some words? That, you know, <laughs> probably did. Perhaps he's supposed to do the whole speech out there. <laughs> no, I can't get in. <laughs> I appear to have lost my key. Eh? <clears throat> I'm leaving her with one shoe. <laughs> I'm not even going to let her go and get a new pair of shoes. So she will always be dependent on me. <laughs> it's okay, she doesn't need shoes in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, dear. Dear listeners, we are not a sexist podcast. We are just reflecting the attitudes of the time oh, yeah, of this story was broadcast. Yeah. I quite like the fact that Barbara there was trying to get him away because he obviously wanted, she realised that they obviously wanted to be alone. Yeah. He doesn't realise. Oh, he does now. Oh, God, now I'm alone with him. She's <laughs> thinking. Yeah. I don't really like him, but fortunately, Grandfather has saved me now. <laughs> And now, a knee trembler. (laughs) I don't know how to cook. (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) Now, don't talk over the emotional parts, son. This is the last one, son. 
Wait for the last so, credit. Say, say, say for the for the credits. Good thinking. It's not that great. Because you get... Because you... <laughs> oh, don't, don't, don't build your part up, will you? Tell us now, Tom. No, you've made us so desperate to hear it. <laughs> Where is his hand while he's doing the other hand? It's... He's doing something to convince us to stay. <laughs> Look what you would miss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's either that or this might be the last chance I've got to see her while I do this. <laughs> I told you, knee trembler. <laughs> Your hands wet. What's he putting in her head? Oh, it's that big, is it? Oh, crap. <laughs> oh, impressive. You're showing off. <laughs> you do get Hartnell's fantastic speech at the end, though. It was letting in water. <laughs> <laughs> That really was 60s acting there, wasn't it? I do, I do, I do. No talking over this bit. Cooking. Yeah. So, so folks, we don't we want to we don't want to talk over that that little speech there because that, that is was probably one of the best the best Doctor leaving his companion. It was. Stories. Yeah, definitely the first and the best. That's the thing. Give Hartnell his due. He could he could act. Yeah. And Dave is gone. Yeah, he's dug it off. <laughs> he got fed up. He got fed up with the heart I was only interested in the inheritance of that ship. <laughs> ha, I'm not marrying someone with one shoe. Pull my finger. <laughs> And the Doctor did go back to see Susan in the Ninth Doctor Big Finish story. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it was called An Earthly Child. And he had a grandson. 
played by Paul McGann's son. Oh, I read this on the on the yeah. Wikipedia earlier. I think that even that's good of her, just discarding the TARDIS key. Yeah. I think it's a fantastic ending, actually. I really do. It's a bit of jewellery. Wells will be back for it. <laughs> <laughs> Someone spilled some paint on there. <laughs> All right, here we are, the last fact of the day. Oh, right, that was good. Episode. Right, um, amateur philosopher Gerald Murphy, who was inside one of the... Oh, anyway, believed that the most... Inside one of the what? Inside of the... Uh, anyway. I'll, I'll better start again, because it's not that great. It's, mm. amateur, no, it's not, is it? I'll, I'll do it anyway, I must. Amateur philosopher <laughs> Gerald, Gerald Murphy believed that the most significant aspect of moral conversion is the withdrawal of moral convictions of the past. The producers disagreed and stuck him in a Dalek to shut him up. <laughs> that go. is your worst one yet. It is, it is. But that was hastily written. Uh, and it shows. <laughs> just before I come out. Surely you mean hast- hastily researched. Oh, well, I wanted to... Uh, hastily re- uh, sorry, sorry, uh, researched. Yes, as, as I said. I must admit you... No, have you... Re- no but I've got, I've got a print now, so I've got to copy it, haven't I? Oh. See, that's why. You've been saying this since we started this podcast. I haven't got a printer. No, that's going to win you some sort of sympathy. <laughs> He's hoping someone from Canon or HP are listening and will send him a printer. I'm not HP, though, because I've one of those before. They... <laughs> He's been fussy about his free printer now. <laughs> Canon will do me. <laughs> well, if you insist. <laughs> <laughs> There's someone HP. No, put, put it back on the shelf. They're not sending him now. They're just putting the ribbon on that box for you. Yeah, and you insult with them. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, oh right. Let's wrap this up, shall we? Yes. Let's wrap this up. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you for listening to yes. us waffle through that. Uh, that classic that story there. Fact ever. Yeah, yeah, the worst fact ever. <laughs> concocted. We, we ended on a new low. <laughs> we did. <laughs> oh, I struggled to read it because it's so bad. Kevin, <laughs> you lost the will to live during that fact. <laughs> it, it bored me. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, well before Paul dies, let's wrap. Let's wrap this episode. <laughs> Sustenance, sustenance. There we go. Beery sustenance. Okay, here we go. Got the thumbs up. Let's try again. Okay, so um, next week we're going to try and go back to Smith and Jones again. Yes, unless I'm lucky and die in the meantime. (laughs) (laughs) We'll try that again. So, uh, Tony, you'll be back in December sometime, no Uh, doubt? Yes, yes, more likely. Indeed, indeed. So then, folks, for another week, it's goodbye from me, Phil. Goodbye for me, Paul. And goodbye for me, Tony. Goodbye.
You were listening to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's-he.co.uk or follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. Thank you.